Welcome to the Tangent Podcast. I am your host, Austin. I am Jack. I did it again. I paused because I wanted to say something different. You do that every time. Every single time. You think you're funny, don't you? No, not anymore. <laughs> well, we got a special one coming at you today. We've uh, got a special guest host here with us. Let him introduce himself. I don't know. I wouldn't call myself so much a host. We'll just stick with guest. Special guest, yes. Because if this is oh, a dumpster oh, fire, on, I don't I don't want any of the You don't want to be tied responsibility. Back to <laughs> Hear me out. Guest host, we call him Ghost. The ghost. Ooh, the ghost. Yes. That's not bad. You're the, the ghost. This is our ghost friend. Um, this is Ryan. Yes. Um, he is our expert on our current topic today. And he just knows more than we do. So <laughs> I, I am no expert, and there's many, many poor pe- more people. There's many poor people. This is true. There's many more people that have put far more time into understanding all this than I have. Well, this is a great episode. Ryan thinks it's going to be a dumpster fire, and says there's he knows virtually nothing about this subject. So here we go. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a great one. Uh, what are we drinking today, Jack? Thermogenic fuel. Thermogenic <laughs> which, fuel. Which makes me think like closer to jet fuel than an energy drink. Yeah, I think like like I would a, am I just adjusting car? like pure gasoline? Is this what this is? Yes. Uh, Rain, who we have reviewed in the past, and we have given great reviews to because Rain is actually delicious. Yes, it is. Um, thank goodness we're out of bangs. <laughs> thank goodness. Um, but they just released some new flavors. It's called Rain Inferno. Um, and it's, for some reason, it's thermogenic fuel. This is the Red Dragon flavor. See, I think this is cool because the can looks like cracked asphalt. That's neat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I think the difference for this is it's supposed to be a metabolism-boosting energy drink that has a lot of caffeine and helps you burn calories. It's got as much caffeine as any other one, so... Yes. And it still has the label that says recommended for 18 years or older, which uh, I think we all are. So oh, look right there. It we says will, we will partake. Thermogenic ingredients increase metabolic energy levels to produce heat, <laughs> which burns calories in combination with exercise and a healthy diet. Ah, oh, crap. It's going to get hot and sweaty up in here, guys. No, you got to do it with an exercise and healthy diet. <laughs> we were hoping we could just down these and lose we, uh, weight. We had some Burger King before, so that might not that might not be good. But should we should we break these bad boys yeah. open? Red Dragon, let's do it. Red Dragon, thermogenic fuel. Sounds like a video game. <laughs> Really crappy video game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh, wow! What, what, what is that? Tastes like a Starburst. What's the aftertaste though? There's, I like that. There's something very, very familiar about this. I really like that. It tastes kind of like Hawaiian Punch. That's it. Mm, Carbonated yeah. Hawaiian Punch. Mm-hmm. It's Hawaiian Punch. That is delicious. That is really good. Yeah, oh, contains no fruit juice. Dang I think this yeah. might be my favorite we've tried so far, actually. Better than the apple? The Zions? Oh, the Zions is good. I think the Frostberry Blue Zions is my favorite so far. You like that more than the apple one? Yeah, mm. I did. Dude, I can't find that anywhere anymore. They don't, like, don't... The serve. Frostberry Blast? Yeah, the only ones they have are, the, like, the mango, the lime, and then the apple. Hmm, sad. Well, I would give this... This is a straight eight and a half. Yeah, I'm just gonna say 8.5 to 9 for me. That's good. Very I good. I like that. Again, Rain, Inferno, 
thermogenic fuel. Red Dragon. Delicious. So this is a special episode because there's so much to go off of. So this is, we're telling you right now, there's going to be a multi-part episode. Two, maybe three parts. We'll see what happens. Let's get on with it then. Um, what is the topic of today? Oh, well, first off, we've got some space news. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. I forgot. I'm this sorry. Is, this is important news. Yes. Did this you... Is, Oh, this is, is this what I think this it is? is sad space oh, news. Okay. No. You guys will remember that in one of our previous episodes we touched on a man named Mad Mike, Mad Mike mm-hmm. Hughes who was a, a daredevil that had launched himself 1800 feet in the air in a homemade steam-powered rocket and was attempting to do it, go up 5000 feet in a new rocket he was making from parts on Craigslist. Right, from parts on Craigslist. <laughs> yes. And That's the best part. His, his launch was delayed. Last time we were planning on covering this back in September, and his launch was delayed because he bought a bad water heater off of Craigslist. So, so he's doing, he needed to do some repairs and whatnot. And he was being covered by a it was like a TV spot, science wasn't it? channel. Yeah, he's yeah. on the science channel because they were doing a homemade astronauts yeah. TV show or mm-hmm. something like that, which sounds hilarious yeah, to no. me. Like I, we need to watch that show. <laughs> But what happened? Uh, he died, actually, in his last launch. Sadly, he was attempting to go up in his rocket and died. Um, it says that, yeah, homemade astronauts was there to cover it. And so. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, right, they, they, were, were, they were there. They were doing to, the filming yeah, spot. Yeah, they were, they were doing the filming. Awful. Um, <clears throat> Although, a warning to the rest of the homemade astronauts. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> so he actually wanted, he had a goal to go up to the Kuiper Line. Is it the Kuiper Line? Something um, like that, yeah. Not the, It's not Kuiper Line. It's the... One of the... Line at the top of the atmosphere, basically. Um, and he had a goal. It's 62 miles up. So that was his ultimate goal. Started out with 1,800 feet. This time was going up to 5,000 feet. His He's rocket crashed, keep... and he died. So. Well, Mad Mike, you've achieved your goal, and you've made it all the way up to heaven. At least... <laughs> now he... Now he's looking down at the earth and can tell us that it's a sphere. Well, see, yeah, that is a sphere. He was now, a flat, he was yeah, a flat, earther. flat earther. I, yeah. I do, I do want to say, well, depending on the article that you read, some say that he wasn't totally on board with the flat earth and could have been using that as a, as like publicity a publicity thing. thing. That's fair. But even even if that is the case, there is something to be said about those that are pushing the boundaries, like he was doing. Obviously, not doing it in a very safe way, but I think there's... Should have gotten with Thrust Me. (laughs) There's a French startup called Thrust Me that is a legitimate space company. Uh, We uh, we covered it. Well, that's definitely one that they're using for for publicity. publicity. The the French might... uh... I just don't. I have a different meaning. I just don't think they use it the same way we use Thrust Me in America. Our company is called Thrust Me. That's not French. That's not French. What's French then? That's like Eskimo. is called Thrust Me. That was like French. That was a little robotic, was it? Okay, I can't. You know what? I'm not French. You just gotta. (laughs) You just gotta say "lay" in front of everything. Lay company Thrust Me. Perfect. Hundred (laughs) percent. For all of our French listeners, I am sorry. You just <laughs> lost in his hate mail. Lost an entire country. Oh, we did have we, 1% we have... of our listeners in France. So, <laughs> Do we really? Yeah, I checked today. We have some listeners in France. So I apologize for the uh, the stereotyping there. <laughs> You're a terrible person. So yeah, uh, rest in peace to Mad Mike Hughes. He died doing what he dreamed and has been an inspiration to us all to 
not buy rocket parts off of Craigslist, so there's that too. We'll have to find another exciting story to cover, but uh, yeah, well. Well, we have one today. You're dang right we do, and what is it? Today, we are covering the great mystery of Oak Island, an island off of Nova Scotia, the mainland of Nova Scotia. Canada. In Canada, yes, in Canada. Nova Scotia. And... This is a this is a crazy one. Like Jack said, we're gonna do a three parter hopefully on this because there's so much to go off of. Um, Ryan's here to help us out with some of the history today on. Right, Ryan. What's Oak yeah? Island. So so t- today's history you said right? Uh yeah, I think that there is a sufficient amount of material to go over as to why we even care about this anymore. I like that. So today we're talking about history. And what's gone on in the past? Because this, I mean, there are things that date back to what the eighteen hundreds. Uh, further. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. So, and then next episode we'll talk about uh, current events going on with it. Because apparently they're still doing a lot of uh, research and uh, whatnot over on that island mm-hmm. to this day. So that'll be the next episode. And the last episode, we want to go into theories and possible explanations and things like that. So let's just get right into it. Um, what do we have to start? What's our first ever... <clears throat> do we need a summary of what this is first, or do we just jump into the history? Let's go listening? off of what it is first. Okay, so what what is Oak Island? Just generally... But someone has never heard of it, because I had never heard of it until you told me about it. It's it's a landmass surrounded by water. I will hurt you. <laughs> anyway, what, what's so special about... Wow, I looked it up on Google Maps, and the, there's two things that popped up yep. on the island. One of which is Oak Island in, Interpretive Center. I don't know what that is. I'm surprised and, you could read that. That is great. Good for you. I hate you. And the second thing is the Money Pit, which is what we're talking about today. So what is the Money Pit? What is Oak Island? What's the special thing about it? So generally, if I were to talk about this, just do like a 30-minute elevator pitch. 30 minutes? Wow, that's a long elevator That's a long elevator. This is going up the World Trade Center. We learned in my college class that the (laughs) elevator pitch is 30 seconds. I I took that class. Mm -hmm. That was a terrible class. Doing a 30-second elevator pitch... um, I'd say that Oak Island is a small island off the coast of Nova Scotia that for the last 200 plus years, people have been continuing to find um, different treasure or evidence that there could be treasure. Um, And there's a really big hole that they continue to dig and many holes that they continue to dig on this island would be a very small way of of summing it up okay and this isn't like a there's nothing on this island right like is it like a is there any towns is there any like businesses like on the island itself no the island itself um the only history of like what is on the island is people have lived there but it they originally started living there for the purpose of figuring out what kind of treasure may be on this island. And so how do we how did they start thinking there was treasure on this island? Where did that all start? So that's where what would make the local people think that there's treasure. This actually goes into 
a lot of the culture of what's going on around the entire coast of North America at this time. So this is in from the 1720s, um, and even a little bit before that, is called the Golden Age of Piracy. So this is where a lot of your iconic pirates that you think of are coming out and actually doing stuff. And it's a very short period of time, uh, only a couple decades, and some people even limit it to just one decade that these pirates were really doing anything or at their pinnacle. But you have pirates like Captain William Fry, who used the Jolly Roger flag. Oh, the Jolly Roger. So he he was one, and there were others that used the Jolly Roger flag, but... Shout out to my dad named Roger. He's a pretty jolly guy, too. So there you go, Dad. There's your shout out. Um... So he used the, he used the Jolly Roger flag when he was doing different raids. Um, the majority of these pirates were all English. Um, I don't know if this has anything to do with being a precursor to rebellion against the against England. I don't know. Maybe there's something there to that. You want to say something? Oh, well, I was just gonna say. <laughs> so in in the research I was doing. Around this time, there were also what were called privateers, yep, mm-hmm. which were basically <clears throat> legal pirates. So countries would hire privateers who were pirates before, or who were like, they're they're essentially like naval mercenaries, right? Kind of like soldiers for hire that would go out and basically do what pirates did. They would pillage other country ships and things like that, but do it under under the military. They would carry a contract, sign yeah. a contract from their king or leader, saying. Hey, we can do this to you. We can uh, we can uh, kill you guys and take all your treasure. So, legal and binding murder contract <laughs> right here. But sorry, I just was no. That's about that that's, that's all pertinent to that, to all this. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so with Captain William Fry, he particularly. It's easy for us to think, looking into the past, we think, oh, pirates weren't really a thing. They're just legend, or it was just this romantic thought of man in the sea and there's no laws or anyone that you answer to mm-hmm. but these are legitimate people these these they're documented there's more than enough evidence to show that these pirates are real people doing real things william fry or william fly uh captured five new england ships i mean that's that's a lot yeah, when you're when you're thinking about the size of crew it takes to just man one ship, and then you're capturing five of them, um, he, what I think is particularly notable about Captain William Fly is that, so they capture him in Boston, and he was hanged in Boston. But when he was hanged, he looked at the hangman with disgust because the hangman didn't tie the noose properly so he untied it retied his own noose and put it around his neck and more or less hung himself (laughs) because the hangman didn't do it properly i mean what a what a spite move (laughs) like what a power move right seriously Well, I think it's also, I think a lot of times we kind of romanticize pirates Mm. and the idea of pirates but if you really look into accounts of pirates and what they did, like it is terrifying and oh, yeah. horrible. Like, they well, would... there's kind of both sides. 
There are both sides. There, there were uh, some, and this podcast obviously isn't about pirates, but there were some horrible, horrible pirates that would cut off people's lips, their ears, their noses before killing them. Yeah. Horrible things of torture. But then there were other pirates that were more of the gentleman type pirates that with a code of honor kind of thing they'd have a code of honor or they would have like balls on their ships and have um oh ladies yeah like ladies of jack and i were way off base with that one we looked at each other like (laughs) i would hope (laughs) um I don't. I don't know what other word to use other than a ball. Uh, dance party. Or a party. They didn't use dance. Uh, and it wasn't a, a gala. You call it a gala. Not I like that. gala. That's. More, I feel like that's more like you're looking at something. They would have a a f- shindig. They fancy shindig is rather pirate-esque. I'll go with shindig. <laughs> like the technical term. Um, but they they would have notable people uh, come on to their. Wealth and power. Yeah, they'd come onto their ships. And so, I mean, there's there's definitely both sides of the pirates. Um, specifically, one of those pirates is, maybe you know, or I've heard of this before, Austin, but Sir Henry Morgan. Captain Morgan. Captain Morgan. But that, Captain that Morgan. <laughs> that's the Captain Morgan, like from the booze. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Same Captain Morgan. We salute you, Captain Morgan. <laughs> Sir Henry our, Morgan. With our foot up on the, the barrel like he does, you know. <laughs> a hogshead. Is that what that is? I, that's, that is one, I learned that that was one of the sizes of barrel. It's, it's like 80 gallons, so it's a very large that's barrel. a hogshead? I would figure hogshead. that's like a dinosaur head. 80 gallons? Yeah, I would have thought a hogshead would be the size of a pig's head, but... Yeah, like a... No, it is huge. Like a regular flagon of alcohol or something, you know? Like a cup would be a hog's head, a big <laughs> barrel would be a dinosaur head or an elephant Give head. Give me a hog's head. <laughs> like hog's mead? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, Sir Henry Morgan, uh, he was... So, going into what you were saying, Austin, with being a uh, privateer, um... He was an English pirate that specifically raided Spanish ships. So because he was focusing just on the Spanish ships, the English left him alone. But not only left him alone, they actually knighted him later on. (laughs) So as to kind of appease uh, what was going on between the English and and Spain, they brought him back to England, and they were supposedly going to execute him, but then they ended up knighting him instead. So... But Captain Morgan is known for um, invading Panama City and burning it to the ground. Oh. Yeah. Man. Man, those Panamanians just can't catch a break, can they? First of all, Captain Morgan comes. Then the U.S. come later and burn down the city again. (laughs) So Captain Morgan, he raids all these uh, Spanish ships and coastal cities and then purchases different sugar plantations in Jamaica and becomes the governor of Jamaica after he is knighted. So he's one of those gentleman pirates that are doing this Mm -hmm. specifically, possibly for political purposes. Um, Maybe he loves his country, hates the Spaniards, I don't know. But clearly sees a chance to get gain and takes advantage of that. Works well. Going into our more famous ones, we have Edward Thatch or Edward Teach, depending on 
where you're getting the information. This is Blackbeard. Oh, yeah. Blackbeard was an American pirate. He's an English pirate, but off the coasts of, of North America and, and uh, Caribbean. So he raided coastal ships, and he was one that actually barricaded and raided the city of Charlestown, South Carolina. So very well documented the kind of person that he was and his kind of tactics as a pirate um, and was then killed in battle. They decapitated him and hung his head off of the bow of a ship. Wow. As I mean, he's he's notorious, horrible pirate that used um, a lot of fear in the in his tactics that he used. Uh, the last one that I'll mention here is Captain William Kidd. He's one of the more famous pirates. I've heard that name before. He's the one that I've heard the closest ties to Oak Island about. Yeah. He's the one that, um, as far as the information that I've seen, he goes further north and he stops in New York frequently or in Boston. So he's up in the New England area. And William Kidd is known specifically for when he was down in the Caribbean and uh, England was looking for him. They knew his ship that he was sailing and his ship was kind of getting run down. So he decided that he was going to cash his ship or in other words, he's going to sink his ship. So he sells as much loot as he can, but he sinks his ship and then takes some of that loot with him up north. And he actually buries, he knows that England is coming after him. So as an insurance policy, he buries some of that loot on an island called Gardner's Island. It's at the northeast end of Long Island. Okay. So he buries it on this island thinking, if I get captured, then I can use this treasure to bribe whoever is my hey, captor. I've got this much hidden here kind of Which thing. is, it's so common. With Blackbeard, there is, there's documented evidence that he gives 20 hogsheads of, of sugar to the local, uh, I forget the guy's title, but he gives it to one of the local authorities. He gives uh, a bunch more to the governor of South Carolina he specifically is bribing them, Blackbeard is bribing them so that he can get a letter that says that the French ship that he took was just a ship that they had found um, just haplessly unmanned at sea, huh. and he found it. So he had, when he died, he had in his pocket a letter that was signed essentially saying that uh, this ship was a legit ship that was finders keepers essentially jeez so there's heavy bribery going on these are legitimate pirates that they did bury their treasure and it was an insurance it was an insurance policy at times um and so this is a real thing going on in the 1720s uh 1710s 1720s so as this is going on people 
in the area up and down North America on in the coastal areas. They hear the legends. I mean, when you're a kid, at least when I was a kid, we, we're not even close to anywhere coastal, but you always think buried treasure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's some kind of inherent thing that we have as humans. I don't know. But they clearly had a belief that pirates were in the area and they must have buried their treasure here. <laughs> so then comes into the case Oak Island. Um, there are other um, there's other documents that are further back, but where Oak Island really takes off and this legend of the money pit takes off is in 1795. Daniel McGinnis, he's 16 years old. His parents live somewhere close to Chester. Chester is roughly two miles, two and a half miles from Oak Island. So he could be in Chester, could be near Chester, I don't know. But Daniel McGinnis sees mysterious lights on this island. So he, I don't know, being a kid, is thinking, hey, that's pirates and buried treasure. So he's going out, trying to figure out what these what these lights are. And earlier, I mean, the whole the whole thought of pirates and the danger of pirates is still very much alive because in the um, excuse me, I said 1920s. This is 1720s. In the 1720s, during that golden age of pirates, supposedly there were two. Um, fishermen that were in Chester that had seen these lights and they went out to just go check what's going on. And I mean, the island is only two miles away. It's not like a far, far difficult thing to get to on a rowboat. But they go out to figure out what's going on and supposedly they never come back. From Um, Oak Island. From Oak Island. And so that is kind of the lore of what happened before then, but Daniel McGinnis in 1795, being 16, still goes out there. So he goes out there, and as he's exploring the island, he finds that there's a depression in the ground. And it's a, it, the depression goes down 5 feet, 10 feet or so, depending on which account that you're reading, and is roughly 13 feet wide. And up above this depression in the ground, it, the depression seems like it's settled dirt. I don't know if you've ever dug a hole as a kid. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon as you bury it, the hole is never the same. There's right. nothing that you can do to get the ground to settle the same way that it was before. Just like make it level. It's going to look different. Yeah. So uh, he finds next to this depression, uh, finds a tree that is hanging over this depression in the ground and there's a limb that supposedly has a what is called a block and tackle it's essentially a pulley system that's just hanging off of this branch so he's looking at this there's this hole or used to be a hole in the ground and there's a pulley up above me this has to be treasure so he goes back to his friends what year was this again 1795 Jeez, okay so he's 16 years old i mean 16 is, I'm sure at that time, yeah, you're a man, son. Go out and right. do your thing. Yeah. Um, 
So he goes back, gets a couple of his friends, um, John Smith, different John Smith than Pocahontas, and <laughs> and Anthony Vaughn. And he with these two friends then go back the next day and they start digging. So they start digging, they get two feet down, and they find a layer of flat stones. And... Well, not even just flat stones. They were flagstones that had been carved deliberately, right? Like, they could tell had been... Um, depending on how you... Yeah, there's some people that interpret it that way. They do call them flagstones, and um, flagstones a lot of times are used specifically on... You have to build a flat surface. A lot of times they'll be sifting grain on those flat surfaces. Uh, I don't think that that it was used for something like that in Oak Island because Oak Island wasn't used for farming until later. Um, so clearly wasn't for that, but there is a layer of these purposely laid out stones that are flat. Um, deliberately placed. Deliberately, not, yeah. Not natural. Well, yeah, I'm sure that <clears throat> any time that you go digging, you're not going to find this almost perfectly flat layer right. of rocks. Well, yeah, nature's I, chaotic. Sorry. Go ahead. I remember here reading something about, like, logs placed deliberately. Is this the same time or is this later? It's all part of the same thing, but we're getting to that okay. point all as right. we get deeper into the story. All right, well, I, I will stop talking then. What? <laughs> okay, so we got flat stones. <laughs> so they get to the flat stones. How uh, far down is this, This you say? Two feet. Two feet at all? Yeah, huh. so it doesn't take much digging. They are they immediately find these flat stones. Um, underneath those flat stones, they find that the that the dirt is really easy to dig. And if you've ever dug in virgin soil or anything like that, it's not it's never easy. It's not yeah, no, <laughs> it's it's packed down, it's whatever. So this is uh less dense i guess yeah i mean these are farm kids they they work in the soil they know exactly they know the difference between uh soil that's been worked and soil that's virgin ground that they that they'll have to break themselves okay so they say it's easier to dig yeah they say it's easier to dig and they can tell that as they're digging they can sense where the dirt is soft and then as they're getting further away from the middle then it gets hard and there's a very specific that depression circle. wall, the depression circle. So that as they keep digging, they're noticing it's like a shaft as they're going down. Mm-hmm. So, and as they're going down, they're noticing on those walls that are harder. They're seeing signs that the walls show signs of of pickaxes that were used. So they get around to ten feet deep, and this is where they hit a flat layer of oak logs. Okay, this is the one I heard of. So they hit this flat layer, and instantly, as a kid, I mean, what are you going to think? You finally hit this. I mean, you're 10 feet down. You're not going to find this platform of wood. You're instantly thinking, oh, this is it. It's just below this. Right. So they find this this layer, and they... How big are these logs? Does it say? Do we know anything about the logs or how many there are or anything like that? That's a good question. Um, In different places, they do say how big the logs are. But I don't have that on okay. me at the moment. But there are more. There are multiple that are placed 
deliberately next to each other, right? Deliberately, and they also suggest that these logs are um, specifically embedded into the walls of this shaft. Oh, I see. So it's it's not that, oh, there was a hole, and we got some logs, we're going to bury the logs, and they just throw the logs in. Right. This is a specific platform. And I mean, if this were if this was all that it was, they go go down, they find this these logs at ten feet, then I would be as skeptical as anyone else for any other kind of explanation. Right. Where it gets then tricky is these guys, these sixteen year old kids are like, okay, it's got to be below this, so they pull away the logs. Mm-hmm. Just below there, there's a little. Um, the dirt below there has settled, and so there's this kind of air pocket just below the logs. Right. So they keep digging into there and they get down 10 more feet. And at the 20 foot level, there's another flat layer of logs. <laughs> so then, okay, well, this has to be, it. it's got to be just be just beyond this. So now being at 20 feet down, this is getting difficult to where they're having a hard time throwing up the dirt. Right. You got nowhere to put it. So one of the guys is then having to, Lower down a bucket. The two guys are filling up the bucket, and he's tossing the dirt out. So as they keep working, they figure this is getting a lot bigger than we ever realized it was going to be. But there's no way that this is that this could be anything but something special because it who does this at ten goes feet? To and Twenty all feet. All this work, right? There's got to be something. And this is this is the continued mindset of every single person after this throughout the the history of oak island is how far does this go because it's just one thing after another it's it's like it's you see in the cartoons where uh they'll take some bait and they'll tie it onto some string and then they just pull it along just a little bit at a time a little bit at a time and that's what it constantly seems like oak island is doing is it gives you just a little bit to make you think it's just beyond this and then you can't find it after that but then it'll give you just a little bit more so they hit 20, they get to around 25 feet down and they realize this is too big for us to handle. Right. So they fill in the hole. They fill it in? They fill it in because they don't want anyone else to find it. Ah. Because everyone wants to keep this treasure to themselves. Obviously, yeah. So they fill in the hole and they realize that this is still something big, but this is bigger than what we can do as 16-year-old kids. So... During the next seven years, they purchase land on Oak Island, and they start living on Oak Island as farmers. Mm. So they're they're keeping their a nice cover. Exactly. They're they. Oh, I didn't think about it as cover, but yeah, that's true. Then as they're on there, then no one's thinking anything of it as but they're why digging. Are you digging on this island, it's like, right? Well, it's my land. And... Or they could say I'm digging a well, or yeah, I mean yeah. something. I'm simple. a farmer. I'm you know prepping the land or you know something like that there's plus this island i looked it up uh, while you're talking not big yeah it's not super it's not big, big uh-huh. at all it's uh about 140 acres which obviously that's a lot of acres but for an island not too much to that's farm not for kids yeah you could like walk across it in i don't know half an hour yeah if it's just a couple miles yeah walk across it in half an hour you could drive across in four minutes <laughs> maybe probably <laughs> so i had a question um i had read an account from a book of 
these guys, they kind of stopped digging at like the 30-foot mark, but they had reported that they stopped because of an overwhelming feeling of like superstitious dread. Is this the same kids you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, the now? same three oh, kids. Really? So they stopped because they just had an overwhelming feeling of dread. Like, did you come up with anything else on that or like, um, do you know anything more about that? That's the first that I had heard something about that. Um, so not saying that it didn't happen. Uh, I just haven't heard it. Hmm. Okay. And that's kind of one of the reasons we're covering this is because there are some possibilities of people saying this is a paranormal type thing because of all the things that happen yeah there's there's a lot of further on uh the deeper that you go (laughs) the more symbols and the more things that people are trying to make sense of what's going on right so they're finding whatever they can and seeing what fits you throw it up on the wall and just so happens that uh the freemasons is what's stuck yeah, or the Illuminati, that. or I mean, there's there's different theories of what's going on, and they're trying to make sense of it all. What was I saying? What oh, right, sponsor. Sponsor. Um, I'm gonna take a little break here and get a nice word from our sponsor, who we thank for uh, sponsoring this episode, and uh, we'll be right back with you after this message. So, after these guys have been living on the island, seven years goes by. And then we get into the first uh, company. Um, and I mean, like, not a company of people, but like a legitimate company. It's a more or less a business or uh, an incorporation, LLC. And I'm sure that they did this for certain, um, I don't know if it's to protect against losses or what have you, but from here on out, it's pretty much companies that are... That makes sense, insurance-wise, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Well, I also think... If you're using a company, it's not your capital that's on the line either. If anything is to get damaged or anything like that, it's the company's capital. Like, obviously, you're paying them, but you're not losing out on these machinery and, you know, things like that. You're not having to front all this manpower and do that. Yeah, I don't have a company, so I don't really know how it works or how... Jack and I have a uh, small (laughs) podcasting company, so we know a thing or two about... uh... Oh, yeah, 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 we are, yeah, we're we're going uh, public... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> if you want to buy our stocks, we're currently a seven hundred dollars a share. Seven hundred a share. That's actually pretty good. I know it was a, up around like a thousand a share. That'll buy a previously. lot of energy drinks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Rain's gonna want in. They're gonna. They're gonna. Yeah. Anyway, anyway wh- how did we get off on? Oh, companies. So this right. first company, <laughs> this first company in eighteen oh three is called the Onslow Company. So Onslow. I don't. I don't know where they get the name Onslow. Um, I couldn't find it, but... Googling. Probably the name <laughs> of one of the owners, I would guess. So, the Onslow Company is formed by the original three 16-year-old kids that are now no longer 16. They're in their 20s, mid-20s. What? How does that work? Time flies. It's the curse of Oak Island. <laughs> they grew! <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> so, it's formed by the original, uh, those that originally found uh, the Money Pit. Um, but then they also bring in... And the money pit is that tunnel that we're talking about. That, that shaft. Shaft we're talking about. They call it the money pit. Because they're looking for money, but gradually that term of the money pit then turns into how much money people are putting into this and not getting anything thing and not getting out well, of it. Well, I've seen theories that the max estimation of treasure 
would be like 80 million more in our in our day but people have spent 70 million trying to get to it like they've on those specific numbers i don't i don't know how much that they spent um but i do know that according to certain legends by today's standard um what may be down there is somewhere around 330 million oh, really? dollars um, but we'll get into that legend a little bit later. <laughs> uh, so the Onslow Company is formed by the original guys. Then they bring in a few relatives, um, Simon Linz, Colonel Robert Archibald, Captain David Archibald, and Sheriff Thomas Harris. Ooh, they got the sheriff involved. So now they're legit. <laughs> um, but now they've got people that actually have a little bit more um, power and more, I guess, swinging ability in the public arena. That's fair, yep. Not just some random farmers. Right, not just random 16-year-old kids. But So they get some of their relatives involved, um, and I'm not exactly sure how they're related, but it seems like through, uh, through marriage there could potentially be a lot of these people that are related. Got it. So they come back seven years later, and they're digging up the hole that the guys filled in so they don't have any problem getting down to the 30-foot level. So they find those uh, those oaks. Again, at 30. Again. So they keep going down below the 30. Uh, and at as they continue to go down, every, at every 10-foot interval, they find these oak logs. So at this point, in my mind, this this goes against any thoughts that anyone has that this is caused by any kind of natural event. This is like this is no natural. And so some of the natural things that people will use to um describe what's happening, they call it a glacial uh a glacial deposit. Essentially so as a as a glacier is either melting or moving, it pushes all of this stuff that's in front of it. Mm-hmm. So the thought is that you have the sediment of these things that glaciers have pushed, and so that's what caused it. But that doesn't make any sense to me when you have it at every 10 feet. Yeah, there's no way that it would be that consistent. And that well, also precise. A, like a platform, yeah. too, because if you think a glacier is pushing stuff, it's going to be damaging and ripping it up. Like, And it's not going to be, they're not going to be nice it, and laid yeah, out next in a to each platform. other. Platform, and right, at every perfect like, 10 foot interval. Right. Um, I do see here that it says along with these oak log platforms at every 10 feet, they also found coconut fibers. So that's going a l- little bit deeper into okay. this. I see coconut fibers, putty-like substance. Uh-huh. And that's mm-hmm. layer two. And small stones and charcoal layers. Yeah, so that's actually in this section in about 40 to 50 feet down. And all of this, all of these particular facts depends on what information that you're pulling from because there's different records and apparently canada in this area was not very good at keeping records and a lot of stuff was just told word of mouth come on canada get your app together (laughs) but they got the health care they got the health care you gotta give them that (laughs) so so 40 to 50 feet they still are finding the oak logs and they do find the evidence of the charcoal like you said which theoretically, I don't know how this works, but theoretically 
the idea is that if you're going down that far into a tunnel, you have to have fresh air, and somehow using the fire pulls down that fresh air in order to feed the like fire. Like kind of making it a vacuum? Something like that. Kind of like a chimney is what I Yeah, and I'm not... I heard. I yeah. tried to see how that works, um, but couldn't find any... Mm. Yeah, but no, supposedly that's, that's... That's not my theory, theory of expertise. So basically from what I read on that with the charcoal is that they would... They did need fresh air, so they would... They had a second chimney that was kind of built next to it, hmm. and so they would burn the charcoal near that hole, and that chimney would take out the black smoke and mm. basically burnt air. That crap. makes sense. And then it would suck fresh air down the hole to feed the fire. Making that makes kind sense. Of, so, kind of making yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of making just like a circular that it wouldn't be in, in the exhaust. same wouldn't be in the same shaft that they right. Were in. So the ah. exhaust chimney was built next to that. That would suck the smoke out, and then and then it needs to bring oxygen bring down to burn the fire. Down mm. to burn okay, the fire. so science. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but but also going along with that. So I mean, this might be premature, but getting to where they found the stone, there was a stone that was found that. Um, yeah, we talked about that. It's premature. Okay, stop talking. <laughs> okay, I, I, every time I say something, I'm like, "What about this?" He's like, "We're getting to that." I'm like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> Back off. I'm like, "You missed this." No, it's coming. Oh, I don't so, know why I keep questioning him. He's the expert here. Um. So wait. So then, also with the charcoal, they also find in the forty fifty foot range. Uh-huh. They find some call it a sap, some call it a putty, some call it a clay. Um, and the, those that are on the island today believe that it's what's called a blue clay. Uh, it's like a waterproof clay. Um, but that's what they, that's also what they find in this, in this area. And they find it between the logs. So it's acting as like a seal. Okay. So then they get down to 60 feet and... Again, oak logs every 10 feet. They get to the 60 foot, and then they find eelgrass. I don't know what that is. Eelgrass is found only in tropical regions, not, uh, not native. Not Canada. No, not Canada, and I'm pretty sure glaciers didn't go north. I think that they went south. They came from the north and went south. Could be wrong. Could be completely wrong. Still seems unlikely. Still even seems if that unlikely. Were the case. But yeah, no, okay. Yeah. But the eelgrass is found uh, underwater in tropical regions. Jeez. So they find the eelgrass along with coconut fibers at the 60 foot level. And again, coconut is not uh, not the, indigenous to the uh, to the Canadians. The closest coconut tree at that time was 1,500 miles away. That's a lot of miles away. The Caribbean, right? In the Caribbean. Yep. So. They find the coconut, the eelgrass. They suppose that, hey, this this was used, and it, it was used at the time, as a packing it, packing peanuts of the <laughs> nice of the of the old ships and everything. If they keep digging it. It was just packing peanuts. Like there's, a, <laughs> there's, there's a layer of styrofoam. That was the that was the great treasure. Everyone uh, of that time, like yeah. this is amazing. We have to what preserve is this. Open an Amazon box and you only get the pack. The pack. Well, yes. to them it was probably a foreign material. They didn't have technology to make styrofoam, so they're like, "This is some great <laughs> otherworldly material." Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so yeah, they found the coconut fibers, and clearly not native to Nova Scotia area. So then they go down again, constantly thinking it's just below this level. We got this other little bit. 
of evidence that something's down here. Why would they dig a hole this big with all this stuff with all this stuff and not have something below it? And so then they keep digging. They go down 70, 80 feet. Supposedly, again, depending on what uh, where you're reading the information, they may have found some hand-cut planks then at this point. So then there's hmm. there's constantly evidence of man man-made man-made stuff, stuff or man, uh is this, intervention. Is this in place of the oak logs every 10 feet or is it along with? Uh as far as I could tell, there was only one place that I found hand-cut planks and so I don't know if that was um with the logs that were already there or if it was uh, replacing the logs that okay. were there. Um so I don't know exactly where that information yeah, came from, but, there, but there's think. just continues to be supposed evidence as they continue Something digging. Something just to keep, keep you going. So then where Austin jumped in, um, at the 90-foot level, they find a stone. Something that they find that is more tangible. Oh, a no. rock. <laughs> I found a rock, guys. Yes. <laughs> the evidence we've been looking for. But this stone is uh, roughly 200 pounds. Wow. Could be more. That's a big rock. Well, it was like two feet wide by like a foot thick, wasn't it? So it's a hefty. Yeah, yeah. It's... What kind of stone is it? Do we know? It's like, like a square cut. Uh, I don't know what, what kind. I don't know. Obsidian? <laughs> sedimentary. Sedimentary. I would guess it was a igneous, igneous. igneous rock. Granite from South America. No. Yeah. That was the only type of rock I know. Solid gold. Wow. Solid Actually, gold. gold's not that heavy. No. Right. No. Gold is extremely heavy. It's Oh, it is? Extremely heavy. Okay, I had it wrong then. It's super soft, though, isn't it? Super soft. Maybe yeah. that's what I was thinking of. I know you can eat it. That's true. Why don't you do yeah. that and tell us what happens? I just know there's a place in Las Vegas no, true. that like shaves gold onto your mm-hmm. ice cream. Yeah, you can get like gold flake and... Edible gold flake and stuff. Why, why I wonder how to... long that company stays in business. <laughs> <laughs> I can well, just like imagine four hundred dollars for a bowl of ice cream and people Dude, would buy it. If I did that, I would just tell everybody I was rich enough to poop gold. Just, I'm so rich, I'm pooping uh, gold. I understand now. You get so, me worried for a moment. So now you're the goose that lays the golden egg. <laughs> <laughs> golden something. Yep. <laughs> yeah, golden something. <laughs> so, uh, what's so special about this rock? So they find some strange markings on the rock. Ooh-hoo. So Aliens. on the underside of the rock, um, they see these strange markings. They haul it out. I don't know how they haul it out. Jeez, hey, I mean, hundred feet deep. Some pulley system, I'm sure. I mean, like today, I know we have the the equipment to dig that deep, but like. 200 years ago? Well, I mean, they were digging mines all over the place. And you look at... How do you dig straight down, though? Yeah, that I'm not so sure, but... And I mean, specifically on an island, and you have water and marshy places around you. Well, that's the mystery of Oak Island. Anyway, they haul this rock out. Well, so that your question brings up a good point. So well, supposedly... I don't remember what my question was. Huh? What was my question? Or your statement, I should say. What was my statement? Um... How do you, well, how do you, how are you digging this far oh, down right. and there's no water and all that? Right, 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 right. So, uh, according to some people, the, the island at its highest point on the island is about 30 feet above sea level. So, you're oh, digging yeah, down 30 feet that. 
and then at that point you're sea level and then below the 30 then you're getting below but i mean even still i mean when you think of an island an island's not just floating there it goes out it's like a little like a peak of a mountain it's a mountain that's just underwater right partially (laughs) yeah so but still like i feel like they would have like leakages and you'd think water but that this is so this is where they think that well they get down to this level and they actually start seeing that as they're getting down the the wall around them is getting more moist oh yeah makes sense moist (laughs) for all the people out there that can't handle the word (laughs) moist (laughs) moist fungal flesh oh See, the word moist never actually bothered no, me. I, it's f- it's a flesh. I hate the flesh. word flesh. That's a terrible word. I hate the word sack. So they're noticing at this point, walls are getting moist, but they're still digging. And so they get to this stone. Supposedly the stone says, well, it has all these strange markings, but later um, the... They're not exactly sure who came up with this idea of what the stone said. Is it not in a language or something like that? Nah, it's just some different markings. It looks essentially like hieroglyphs or alien script. Mm-hmm. So they pull this stone out. They don't know what it means, but later on, supposedly it says, 40 feet below, 2 million pounds are buried. So this is where doing what is an English pound worth today and then times in that by uh, two Dollars. million pounds or two million, that's where you get approximately $330 million. Dang. So good deal. Uh, but they don't know what this rock says. They just say, hey, this is a rock on this, on this uh, on these oak logs this has to be a sign we're on the right track and they throw it out of the hole how'd they how'd they translate something that nobody knew what it said uh supposedly if you are looking at like if you go into a sunday paper they have i forget the the puzzle name like the crossword no the the jumble quipto quib what (laughs) (laughs) i think it's i think it's called something like a Quipto quib. Well, while you're looking that up, I had heard that a lot of people theorized that the inscription was just accidental scratches. So maybe they're making something out of nothing. But could be, could be. Uh, the crypto quip is the name of it. Crypto quip. It is a. It's essentially they have a puzzle or a message, and they tell you, okay, this one symbol is this letter so figure out the rest and so oh i see so e the letter e is the most common or one of the most common used letters so they could have just said okay well we see this symbol the most in what is written here and so based off of that this is potentially what the message could mean I'm looking at pictures of supposedly this stone. It's it's not the actual stone. It's not? No. Okay. Uh, What 
jumping ahead on what happens to this stone. The stone is lost. <laughs> it, it is. They, one of the guys that's living on the island uses the stone in his hearth for his fireplace. And so when it's in his fireplace, there's hundreds of people that see the stone. So there's, and it's even written into a book that of seeing this stone in his hearth. So many people have seen the stone at that point. The stone is then later taken from the home and it's taken into a bookstore where it's used either in the window to generate publicity and money mm-hmm. to help finance. Um, but after that bookstore where it supposedly was, then it's lost. They don't know where it is today. <laughs> so there's no really real way to, to know what was written on there. And even by the accounts of the stone itself, if it were here today, if those accounts of the stone were true, the stone may have been used to as a platform for binding some of the books or hammering on. And so a lot of the writing that was on the stone was um, damaged. So there's not much information today or proof of this stone. They're still trying to find it. And that's a, well, a lot of people that are looking for the treasure today, they're trying to corroborate the things that were found previously. They're trying to find them again so that they can more or less work off of that previous information uh-huh. with new technology. Okay, that makes sense. Because if they could find that stone, then they could get a lot of information about where the stone maybe came from, or um, if they can find... Uh, there's some really crazy technology that they have that they can with lasers find potentially certain written down messages that you can't see with the naked eye. So I read, I don't, I don't know. This was just a firsthand account that was in one of these books. One of the many books that was written about Oak Island. Um, But it said that a man had come. He was from Halifax had come and his name was, I believe Jefferson McDonald. So Jefferson W. McDonald came and said that um, he, or I'm sorry, it was Captain H.L. Bowdwin who was talking to McDonald, was saying that the stone was apparently of a basalt type, hard and fine grained. So apparently if there's basalt native to Halifax in Nova Scotia, then they could potentially, you know, find out where it came from. Or if not, they can say, hey, where's this native to? And look there. But I didn't see anything else. I also saw that they said that some people said that the markings had worn off the stone, but a lot of people are skeptical because basalt is really hard, and so they wouldn't think that those would wear out over time very easily. But you never know. I know. (laughs) But I'm not going to tell you. Uh, I think specifically with the stone, since so many people claim to have seen it themselves. I think that's the best evidence to go off of, uh, that it's potentially a real thing. That was my fault. I'm sorry. Every single episode, we have a phone go off. (laughs) (sighs) You're fine, Austin. You're fine. 
It's like I'm Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, so once they make it this far, 90 feet deep, how far? How long is this? Like, what year is it now? Is it still this is, 1790s? This is all happening 18... within the year 1803. 1803. So we haven't made it that far. <laughs> no. So they... It, this is more or less, from what I can tell... They have dug down to the 90-foot level in one summer. Wow. Props to them. They must be ripped. They're farmers. They were farmers <laughs> back before they had great technology. So, <laughs> No, I mean, like, these guys were jacked. Like, <laughs> like yoked. They were freaking yoked. They were swole. But they didn't have thermogenic fuel. Yeah, how'd they do that without the delicious taste of Rain Inferno? Without the natural caffeine and accelerated metabolism with branched-chain amino acids. Anyway. Oh, branched-chain. Oh, that... Mm-hmm. You gotta have branched-chain. They gotta be branched. If they're not branched, Anything that's just regular-chain, no way. That's garbage. Regular-chain chain. amino acids are garbage. <laughs> so, the Onslow Company... Sees that things are getting kind of wet as they're going down. Not particularly like they're standing in a puddle. But they continue to dig. They get to the 98 feet. Stop it, Austin. I was was holding my laughter. Okay, go go ahead, Ryan. They get to 98 feet. And this is the first time that the oak logs are not going at exact 10-foot intervals. Oh, so, they, so now they found another one at 98 feet? 98 feet. This they is find the a first discrepancy? So this, this is the first discrepancy. This, so this is when they're like, okay, this is different. This has to be, it has to be just below this. <laughs> as, they're, as they have been thinking after every single one of those levels. So they get to 98 feet. And at 98 feet, they, it's getting late in the day. And they want to see if it's just below this platform. Because if it is, then they're going to continue digging for that into the night so they can get this treasure. So they have these logs. They've got that putty or sap-like substance between. Mm -hmm. And they use a rod to go down between the logs and see if there's anything down below. They're prodding to see if they can hit something hard. Right. So they don't really find anything. So they say, okay, we'll just... uh, Come back to it tomorrow. Call it night. But it's, it's got to be below this, because this is the first difference that we've found. So the very next day, they come back, and water has filled the shaft all the way up to the 65-foot oh, mark. Oh, man. For real? So they, they say, no problem. It wasn't there yesterday. We'll just start bailing it out. And to no effect. There's, they can't get water out fast enough. To replace how quickly it's being replenished. Well, it's seawater too, right? So it's like salt water that's coming in. They do find that out later. That they find out that it's uh, salt water. So. And this is where supposedly, quote, the the curse of Oak Island begins. Is that fair to say? um, Because I've been told the curse of Oak Island is just not. Like, it's just throwing, you know, wrenches in your... In your plans to just basically throw you off. Like. I think the curse itself is kind of a two two part thing. First, that you'll keep digging, and you're 
it's it's going to be a money pit. You're going to put as much money as you can into it, and you're going to get nothing out of it. Right. That's one part of the curse. The other part of the curse is supposedly a legend that says that seven must die before the island will reveal its treasure. Whoa, hold on. Where did this come from? Seven? What? So they're not totally sure where this came from. (laughs) Some dude was just like, seven gotta die. Could could be that they're just in the pub and they're just saying whatever they want, but... So that's just what this that's just how that this has started, been kind of the ongoing thought with that. And another part uh, may also include that not only seven must die, but uh, all of the oaks on the island. And a strange thing about the island is that oak trees are not native to the region, but there's oaks on this island. But supposedly the that every oak tree must fall. <laughs> Wait, or, question. Sorry. So the fact. That there are oaks on the island. Is that why they call it I oak will hurt you. <laughs> Feel free to smack him. It was a question, an honest question. Okay. No, that's not why they Some call it. listeners might have that question. Why would they call it Oak Island? But this is true. There are oaks on the island. Thank you, Ryan. It is refreshing. There Your is... presence on the podcast is refreshing. <laughs> now, there's also an island just a little ways away. Is it's it called... called Frog Island. <laughs> Are there frogs on it? That I don't know. <laughs> Rabbit. I, I saw one when I was looking at the map. There's also one near it called Apple Island. And Plum Island. Hmm. They were very, very uh, creative with their name in this game <laughs> up in Nova Scotia. There's a rock here. Rock Island. <laughs> There's an island here. Island. 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 <laughs> that was funny. Let's and <laughs> so there's... So that's where I think that the where the legend is, and it has that those two parts. So you're never going to find out the treasure. That it's always going to elude the effort that you put into it to find it. But then also, supposedly, seven must die. All right. And so and far, six we're at zero, died. right? Six have died. Well, no, actually, so far in the story, zero have died. Oh, but so far. to yes. today, seven or six have died. We'll get to that later, though. Sorry, we yes. will come into into that later in the story so so it's filled with water filled with water what do they do about it can't get the water out so they pay to have a guy pump the water out so this is kind of uh where it starts to to feel like where you're talking about the curse just the treasure is always going to be eluding you right and some weird thing or natural phenomenon or unnatural phenomenon is going to happen that keeps you from keeps you from getting to it so at this point they pay a guy to pump the water out and you think hey no problem just pump the water out right so they get the water pumped out to the 90 foot mark and the pump bursts so and then it what does it put it all back in basically or well it fills back up (laughs) so i mean they pump the water out so the water that they pumped out is in a completely different location and is flowing down a hill. Okay. Um, flowing down a hill back into the ocean. Right. But then so once then the pumps, it breaks. Once it the pump's no longer again. there, then it refills up again. So why was it perfectly fine up until this one point and it's just filling That's That's where fast. they believe that the, the putty and the sap or whatever it was that was between these logs that that was acting as some kind of seal. Like if you were to take a... Uh, a straw 
and you were to put your finger over the straw and you put it in a glass, it stays full of air. There's there's no water that's going to come up the straw as long as you keep your finger over the top of that straw. But once right. you release the cork on the top, then all that water rushes up. That's a fantastic analogy. Thank you for that. <laughs> I, that is, I'm, I'm being serious. That is a good way of thinking of it. So, in a similar way, they think that the the walls of of the shaft that they're digging are this hard clay substance that has to have uh, these pickaxes used in order to dig down into the hole. And so it must be watertight to some degree. Right. So then at what point is it that they that things change? And that's where they that's where they think that once they use that rod to poke down into the bottom that they punctured that seal essentially huh that's the thought so is this where they kind of start thinking that this is just a natural phenomenon that this is filling up or is this something that was placed like put in place by whoever buried the treasure to keep somebody from getting to it like have they gotten to that that's a good question uh these guys at this point they actually think that it's just a natural freshwater spring um, so they don't, at this point, uh, perceive that the water is salty or that it's from the ocean, but they think that it's, that they've gone down far enough, like any farmer thinks, you dig down far enough, you're going to hit water at some point. Right. That's where you get your wells. And so they think that they've gone down far enough where they've hit a natural spring. Um, so they figure okay we're getting to the end of the season we've got to go back take care of our crops take care of our businesses and other livelihood so they call it a year they come back in 1804 and so then they have this i i I don't know how i'll give them credit that i i'll i'll say they know what they're doing at the time with Mm -hmm. the knowledge that they had I'll give them credit for that. <laughs> to me, it doesn't make sense, but they dig a hole adjacent to it, and the plan is to dig down below where that natural spring is, and as they're digging down, they get down to the 90-foot level, 100-foot level, and it's not wet in that second hole. And how so, far away is this? Um, It's roughly 14 feet away. Oh, so it's real close. Yeah, so they think if this is... If this is just coming in from the ocean, then this should also be filling up. Right. So they think, hey, we got to be below this freshwater source. We'll just tunnel under that freshwater source. And they thought, they still think that that 98-foot level, because that was different than the 10-foot intervals, they think the treasure is somewhat right there. Just right at 100 feet So they figure we're going to go down 110 feet and tunnel over and go underneath this thing that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> well, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sure that they had logical explanation for it for their time. But for me personally, it sounds like a horrible idea. Never dig straight up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and how do you dig up? <laughs> I, good question. So that's their plan. So they start tunneling over. Okay. And they get to... Um, within feet of their original tunnel Mm -hmm. and then all this water starts rushing in and starts caving in so they get the people out 
but that's essentially the end for that second shaft. So, so another thing that happened that kept them from getting to that spot. Right, they get super close, and then... So this is now three kind of events yeah. that have happened that kept them from getting there. Right. So at this point, the Onslow Company says, you know, how, how are we going to pump out the ocean huh. from, from this hole? So the Onslow Company essentially gives up. Uh, they disband. Fair enough. So then... <clears throat> Can't blame them for trying, though. <laughs> so 40 years go by. Jeez, oh, long time. And then you get another company called the Truro Company. T-R-U-R-O. Okay. The Truro Company is formed by um, possible family members again from the same group of people, and they come back with more money, better organization, and their idea is they want to drill and use an auger to probe different uh, and an take. Auger. So it's like what you see when you go ice fishing, the yeah, thing that digs big the drill. Hole. Oh, so it's seems... essentially you're you're drilling a hole that's I don't know six inches or maybe a little bit bigger. Okay. So their their thought is instead of digging this giant ten foot wide hole and using all this manpower, let's just drill a hole, which is something that for what they were doing at the time was um, I'm sure at the head of of technologically figuring out what kind of things are down below without with using minimal effort. Uh-huh. Um, but today with the people that are on Oak Island now, they're taking whole core samples that are roughly six inches in diameter uh, going down 150 feet, 180 feet, um, f- trying to find uh, some of these things that are down below Oak Island. So it's still something that's used today, just used more exact in today's methods. So this is their thinking. They're just going to drill and probe. Hopefully they won't take as much time or as much money or as much manpower. So they get down to, and this is as they're probing in another location, they get down to the 100, 110-foot mark. Um. And with the oak log still every 110 feet, or every, every 10 feet, but they're close by the original money pit area. Okay. But they can't go down in that original area because, actually, no, 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 no. They, they are going down the original pit. That's right. They're okay. going down the original pit, but they're using the drill and the auger because they can't send a man down there. And rather than pumping out the water, they're just going to drill down below the water and see what's down below the water so that's 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 the idea so as they're going down in the original money pit they get down 100 feet 110 feet they find the layered uh the oak logs they also find spruce logs so again something else oh it's just that little thing spruce keep digging we found some spruce keep digging and so they find that layer then seven feet of clay and then in that, that they, in the spruce logs that they found in the clay, they figure that this must be some kind of box. That the spruce is a spruce box. Oh, okay, I see. 
and then the clay down below it must be down below that must be hitting the bottom down below the right. the box so they figured they went through the box <laughs> so they pull up the sample and supposedly they find three small links of gold chain so this is the first treasure or gold thing of value that they find <clears throat> very interesting um during this period, though, it should be kind of understood that during this time, it was said that some of the foremans may have been intentionally, not necessarily planting, but saying stuff to get people to keep digging. Uh, that's, that makes sense, yeah. So they wonder if um, maybe the foreman was thinking we got to find something before we run out of money or we, we close. And so, Hey, look, we found this gold chain. Well, I originally heard a report that said, so they were going through these platforms and through the spruce platform. And then, so it said their auger hit the wooden platforms along with metal in pieces was a quote, um, that apparently somebody from the Truro company had said, they just found metal in pieces. So I wonder if somebody, they did find just some metal in pieces and they're like, oh my gosh, we found gold and just like started playing that up as Word we of found metal. treasure, it's, you know, yeah, or something to we found metal. get people well, we found to come and maybe metals. invest in the, the dig or something. Right. So as they're drilling, they get down through that level. They say that it sounds like they're, it sounds and feels like, I don't know what that sounds and feels like personally, but they say it sounds and feels <laughs> like, uh, I know that loose metal that they're going through. (laughs) I've heard that before. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, but then also something that is potentially evidence of something really happening is that during this time, the foreman himself, James Pitt Blotto. Blotto, what a name. Pitt Blotto. Uh, James Pitt Blotto was seen by others as he's investigating some of these drilling samples, that he wiped some dirt and mud off of an object and then placed it in his pocket. Now, you wouldn't think that that's anything, but then uh, Pitblato then leaves the company soon after hmm. and goes and tries to petition provincial authorities for a license to conduct his own excavation on the island. So... It's kind of like... So, he may have found something and then wants it for himself. Kind exactly. Of Basically, it's like the founder of Facebook. <laughs> he has his friends, helps him out. Hey, this could take off. And goes and forms his own thing. So, uh, very similar. Hmm. So, what the... A, what a- what a, what a stand-up guy. <laughs> I'd love to have him on, on, you know, on my dodgeball team. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of people are, 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 they want the treasure for themselves. Kind of going back to the, why the original three kids, why they fill it back in. They don't want other people to get this treasure. Right. If there's millions of, of dollars in here. Has word gotten out about, oh wait, they haven't translated that stone yet. Uh, not that I know of. Not at this point in time, so never mind. Then. I'm not exactly sure when that translation comes out. Um, it could be later when it's in the bookstore 
and that's like a couple decades later yeah, when it's sense. in the bookstore that maybe they say, oh, this is the translation of it. <laughs> that was, let's see, the stone was translated in about 18, let's see, like 1860s, 1870s, I believe. Okay, so yeah, yeah, that's... And right now we're in what, the That's 1840s? when it's in the bookstore? Something like that? Uh, currently, yeah, 1849, 1850. So they find these, this small gold chain and i don't i don't know how big it is i don't know if it was like for a necklace or a pocket watch i don't know small chain and this is not the same thing that uh mr mcgee pocketed no no supposedly what he pocketed was was something like (laughs) mr mcgee pitblotto oh i was way (laughs) off (laughs) james pitblotto do we know what he, he pocketed no, um, it was it was big enough. I'm sure it was it's big enough for people to see. Who knows how big it is? But it, at least to Pit Blotto, it was substantial enough that it was worth, worth starting leaving own thing. this sub, could be successful and adequate company and going and starting his own thing. That's that that's pretty risky. Something. But yeah, he never once he leaves, he tries to gain access to the island and start his own thing to go digging for it, but he and can't get point, any permission who, from authorities. Is it still that uh, one company that the owns Truro. it? Or did Truro, did they buy it from those old farmers? Or? The The island is still owned by some of those original um, families. Okay. So the families then are just looking at this as, sure, you can come and drill on our... And look on our on our family land, but just give us a certain percentage. If you do find anything. Right. Kind of that makes sense. So that's the permission that they get. Um, but later on, some of these families, they don't think anything's happening, so then they just want to get rid of the land. But yeah. that's later on. So they... So the Truro Company, then after James Pitlotto... You want a Churro now? Churro Company. <laughs> the Truro... Truro, as they'd say in Spanish. El Company Truro. <laughs> um, so they continue digging. They dig a parallel shaft to the money pit. And they're, they have the same plan. Dig down, dig over, and then dig up underneath it. Hmm. And uh, same thing happens. It, it floods. It floods. And this is where then they start to realize... Okay, this water is not fresh water. This is salt water. And not only is it salt water, but the level that the that the water is in the shaft, it rises and falls with the tide. So this is where um, it has to be connected to the sea, but not only connected to the sea, it has to be connected in such a way that it can rise and fall as quickly as the tide rises and falls. So supposedly it's anywhere from 600 to 800 gallons per minute. That's a lot of gallons. It's a lot of gallons. <laughs> um, so they... Like 10 boar's heads. <laughs> <laughs> it is 10 boar's heads. <laughs> That was a, that was that a was good, good loop back. That, that was real good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so 
these guys are then thinking that it has to be connected in some way to the ocean. So they start looking around close by to see if they can find any evidence that it's connected directly to the ocean. Right. They look at Smith's Cove, which is about 500 feet um, to the east of the Money Pit. So in Smith's Cove, this is where things start to get um, a little crazy again. They find in Smith's Cove that there is... Um, it seems to be man-made. And so as what they... Does? The cove itself. Oh, really? So then they figure, okay, in order to figure out if this really is, we need to be able to get down below the water level. So they build this big dam, what's called a coffer dam, which is essentially earth and rock. Mm-hmm. So they build this big dam to hold out the water and so that they can dig down and see what's there. They find evidence of a previous dam being there. That previous dam is like um, is made of logs and is still there. And the people that are there now um, have unearthed that. In fact, if you look at... Uh, there's a really cool image. I'm looking at it from yeah. uh, Google Maps right now. Yeah, so where they're at now, you can see where that current coffer dam that's going out further than what um this original coffer dam that they built the where one, that is and sheer dam cove um the other one so i was noticing that on google maps google has smith's cove listed on the south right but according to all the records and to the labels that are used oh, today you said it was east yeah. Oh, and that one is on Google Maps listed as right. Sheer Dam Cove. Yeah. Okay. That, and yes, I do see I do see what you're talking about there. That is what is currently and in all of the information that I've read is what they call Smith's Cove. Got or it. they even say Old Smith's Cove. Fair enough. So I don't know if this if they called the New Smith's Cove, the South Side, but according to all the records I have currently seen, Smith's Cove is to the east of the money pit so they they build this dam Mm -hmm. they find um not only this structure of what could have been another kind of coffer dam made of logs and of earth but they also find uh, a slipway or basically it's like a dock that is um going out into the water so they find this evidence out there, but really where the man-made part of the cove comes into play is they find that the that below the water, on the shore, the shore is covered in a layer of eelgrass and coconut fibers. Hmm. And we're not just talking about, oh, they found some like little... Bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. This is six inches thick... Wow. And extends for 145 feet. So this is a substantial amount of... That's, that's a lot. ...of coconut fiber. Um, and hmm. so that made me think, well, you know, what if what if this is just coconut fiber that has washed ashore? And you do have the, the Atlantic current that is coming up from the Caribbean 
up toward. Does it go that far? Oh yeah, it goes all the way mm. up in there. But where where That's, Nova Scotia I think it's the same is, current we talked about in the Bermuda episode. Yeah, yeah. So Nova Scotia, the island up there, is in an area where cold water is coming down from the North Pole, mm-hmm. and so on the coast there's actually a current coming from the north going south. Okay. So there's kind of this whirlpool, and I got thinking in my in my head, the the idea that came to mind was like, I don't know if you were ever, you were walking around school or you're walking around a big building and it's a windy day, and you see these whirl whirlwinds and you just see all the garbage that is just flying in the whirlwind. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well... You know, is it possible that there's all this coconut fiber and it got caught into these, into this, um, this current going south and this current going north and it kind of, kind of all balls up there. But if that were the case, you would find coconut fiber elsewhere, not just on this one particular island, six inches thick for 145 feet. You would find it all over the island. Not scattered randomly either. Like, right. Blade evenly... At a certain depth. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like this is, again, one of those things that you you try and think logically about it, but it just doesn't make sense. Right. I want to take a quick moment to uh, recognize whoever's naming these islands. I mean, my word. I'm just looking here. We got Apple Island, Frog Island, (laughs) Clay Island, Birch Island, Squid Island... Sam Island, Crowbar Island, <laughs> Daniel's Island. He got his own. Like these are just Young Island, Round Island. It's it's kind of round. Are there any more unnamed islands there that we can just go and name Tangent Island? I hope so. Another Round Island. That's not. You can't do Is there that. A number two, Round Island two. Uh, this one's called Big Island, and there's one next to it called Little Island. I just wanted to. I just wanted to note that like like oak island is probably the most interesting name <laughs> besides squid island that one's kind of cool too but they're just so creative sorry just had to get that out there um but yes all these fibers and grass so they find all that and they're thinking what is underneath this what is what's the purpose of this and they find underneath that layer of coconut fiber they find is this in the the, the cove yeah, in Smith's Cove. Okay, in the Cove. We're not east in the money of the pit money pit. Anymore. Pit. Okay, right. Okay, because they their their reason for looking at this is again the the shaft is filled with water. They got to get rid of the water, and rather than pumping out the Atlantic Ocean, which you can't do, they are right. thinking to stop the Atlantic Ocean and plug up holes. Plug it up exactly. Thing. So they find underneath the coconut fiber five. Uh, Commonly, they use the word box drain. I don't like drain because it's not really draining anything. Uh-huh. Um, but five flood tunnels. Oh, really? That are in Smith's Cove that they believe are feeding into the money pit. So logical. <laughs> so they, after finding these vents, drains, inlets, flood tunnels, after finding them... Like you said, they're trying to find a way to plug them up so that they can then pump the water out and, and then, not have it fill back up. And not have it fill back up. So they tried blocking the tunnels and pumping the water out again, but same thing. They hmm. the water is still coming in faster than what they can pump out. 
So this company disbands after they've had a bunch of failures. The cofferdam that they built was destroyed by a storm, and they ran out of money. So they find this crazy thing, and then Island says, nope, you're too close, and then destroys everything. So this is, that was all 1850s. So then in 1861, a new company, there's several companies, many companies that form and, and disappear along the entire history of Oak Island. But 1861, there is the Oak Island Association, and it's formed... They have an association. They're an association now, not just a company. So the Oak Island Association has an agreement with the property owners, or the property owner... Uh, Anthony Graves that they can dig, but Anthony Graves gets a portion. Um, what is interesting about Anthony Graves is that he was reported by locals or known by locals to have used Spanish coins to purchase things in town. Is that? And what does that mean for us? Well, we're obviously not in Spain. That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) So, and Spaniards, as far as I understand, didn't have any monetary influence in the the region. So there wasn't any reason for there to be Spanish gold other than if perhaps Spanish ships or galleons had, had a treasure and Anthony Graves found it and was using the gold to buy stuff. So that was one of the things that kind of urged people on and to continue um, continue digging. Well, I would also imagine the discovery of the flood tunnels because at that point it's pretty obvious that there are deliberate entrapments or obstacles placed in people's way to say, hey, don't go down here or you're not going to get down here. Which just tells you there's something down there. So Yeah, that's counterintuitive. Right. If you put traps in place, obviously there's something there. Yeah. If, I mean, you, if they just filled a hole and then, you know, didn't do anything, you'd dig down 50 feet and go, this is worthless, and then no one would have gone any further. <laughs> Here's the thing. I would dig down five feet and be like, this sucks. I'm going <laughs> Dude, I'd go like a foot. Dude, digging poles is hard. Once I hit those flagstones, I'd be like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> a rock in my way Jack there's there's probably a reason we've never found treasure there's probably we we just don't have the heart to dig I don't, or the, or or the, the money to know, sink into it or the muscles or yeah. the willpower oh I think we have the muscles we do yes we do <laughs> I don't <laughs> so the agreement with the Oak Island Association is that Anthony Graves gets a third of the findings so if that's a substantial amount for doing nothing if if the stone is true and there is uh two million pounds buried 40 feet below that 98 foot Uh level then yeah he'd get somewhere around 700,000 600 700,000 pounds 100 million dollars worth of what today is yeah and back then that's uh (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, that's today's standards was 
is what that would equate to would be around yeah, what man. he would get a hundred million. A lot of money. A lot of money, to say the least. For like you said, doing nothing, but yeah, go ahead and dig on my land. So the agreement is that he'll get part of the money. Um but this is where as soon as the Oak Island Association and these different as time goes on, there are there have been so many of these different holes that they've been trying to dig down and over and up. There's enough of these holes that they're starting to lose track, which is the original. Hmm. So they they're they they're known to start digging down and then realize, oh, we're not in the right place. So uh they this company or this association oak island association association they created at least two more shafts that were adjacent and they tried tunneling the same thing and i don't know why that here it's been 20 years 30 years of trying to do this tunneling down and over thing and still nothing and they keep trying it <laughs> i don't maybe know. this time it'll work <laughs> But well, so I, I heard that the Oak Island Association, so they, after the discovery of the flood tunnels, their specific targets of digging these shafts were to intercept the flood tunnels so that they could have a better chance of plugging them up from oh, near the. Okay. That's part of it. Um, that makes sense. They're, they're trying to find out these shafts that are coming in, and but then also still trying to get to the original money pit. So they're digging more shafts in the area. Those are um, collapsing, but the most significant thing in this time is that in one of those that was collapsing, um, as the water's coming up, one of the workers that's down there finds a yellow-painted wooden dish. Okay. And grabs that before the water is filling up. Oh, good for him. So they supposedly find that. Um, and I keep saying supposedly because a lot of these things uh, have been lost or families just keep it to themselves. So it's not like in a museum or something like that. And it like stays that. in the family. And then how long before you have a generation look at it and, oh, this is, the, this is a crappy piece of wood, and they throw it away. And it was really the wood dish. That, that would be unfortunate. <laughs> So, yeah, there's there's a really good website. Well, it's not a website. There's a really good uh, Reddit post that someone created of as many things that they could list of categorizing what was found and what there is still evidence of or what things are legend and haven't don't have evidence to back it up comprehensive list of artifacts found to date yep on oak island subreddit and as far as that to date goes oh, wow that is quite the post i think that only goes to around 2015 so it doesn't include the more recent finds that the current uh here's one of have. 2016 it looks like it's the most recent one okay a fancy button <laughs> yeah that's yeah that was one of the things that the current searchers on the history channel that that they had found on there um, but they have found, they've found some really, really neat stuff. I love the first four things in the list. It goes in like chronological order of year, kind of. Anyway, first one is wood. 
<laughs> and the second one is wood. <laughs> the third one is wood, and the fourth one is wood. But they're all they all have different dates because they. Does it specify the kind of wood? No, just, just wood. wood. The first one says wood, and then dash lots of wood. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like the, there's a lot of things here, like 1704 rock found by Robert. Like no, this is a great yeah, thing. and like, and this this person that put the list together, he also uh, is citing where the information is coming from, so that you can look it up for yourself yeah, and no. uh, see that. Thank evidence. you for user. Rab one dus. Rab one dus. Rab what? Yeah. So, um, so in this in this area, then, as they are digging down, they. This is where the there's the first person to die, as they are doing these operations so the first person is unknown of what of who it was exactly but um as they are working on one of the steam pumps it was a cast iron steam pump and the pump exploded and killed the guy um supposedly killing by super hot pressurized steam that would be painful So that's the first death. So was this around the same time? I remember hearing that there were some platforms that collapsed. Did you already go over that? That apparently there was a platform that collapsed around the 90-foot level and dropped and collapsed two more platforms. And so they're thinking the treasure was down now like 130 feet or 120 feet, something like that. So that is getting a little bit further in, but... um, yeah, essentially that does happen where they, it seems like stuff has sunk down further into the earth. Yeah, so that, uh, I see what you're saying, Austin, that was about 1851, so it's about where we're at right now Yeah, at this time, is it says, uh, during the excavation of the new shaft, the bottom of the original shaft collapsed. But that's all I have Which, on it. I don't know. Wouldn't that be crazy if you're just like, Digging in what you think is solid ground, and then all of a sudden the solid ground just collapses and goes so down like thirty feet. <laughs> and so that actually happened on the island. This happened to Sophia Sellers, who was living on the island. She's plowing her fields, and with her oxen, as she's plowing, has a sinkhole that is roughly eight feet wide and possibly ten feet deep. That she and the oxen just sink down into. Wow. Did they and die? they did not die, fortunately. Um, but... I was expecting a but. <laughs> well, the, what came to my head was, if that legend is true, seven must die, then that would get us closer to finding the treasure. <laughs> that's, <laughs> a horrible, person. that's a horrible thought. <laughs> did they die? No. Ah, dang it. <laughs> we got to throw someone in that pit now. <laughs> All right, who's volunteering? So uh, so the spot of this pit, and you can look at it on Google Maps still. You can still see where the pit is. It is just a little bit east. It's between Smith's Cove and the Money Pit, and it just looks like a little round pond 
Oh, yeah, it's it's labeled as cave-in pit. Yeah, so that's exactly where it happened, and that, to date, the sinkhole has continued to sink down, and supposedly at this point is up to 100 feet deep. Oh, wow. So they believe that this is because the box drains or the flood tunnels that this was right over the flood tunnels and all the work that they were doing collapsed one of those flood tunnels and that's what caused the the sinkhole well so i remember reading that apparently in the halifax area so kind of mainland nova scotia there are quite a few natural occurrences of sinkholes so which sinkholes are like one of my fears yeah imagine just walking down the street and then you're just not on the street anymore. <laughs> no, you're just all of a sudden thirty feet underground. No, there's now there, part of the street, like under the. There street. was there was a news, um, not a news article, but a news segment? Uh, segment on TV where in Florida they've got this, so yeah. many of these sinkholes going on in different areas. There is a sinkhole that. Someone's watching TV, and their uncle got up, went into the kitchen, supposedly to go get a beer or something, and they never heard a scream. They didn't hear anything. But then this person goes into the kitchen, and there's a sinkhole. And supposedly this uncle just was completely swallowed up by this sinkhole. I mean, there's there's Jeez. different videos. You see one in China that happens at a bus stop. And I've seen that one. Yeah. I mean, that one's scary. Freaky, freaky stuff. It feels completely solid ground like you're on and it just drops out of nowhere. I saw another one in Florida. A guy was driving down the street and a sinkhole just opened up in the road in front of him and he like almost drove right into it. It was like 80 feet deep or something. Scares me. Yeah. Because I swear there's nothing that you can do to, to figure out what, I mean, you start prodding down below you and you're gonna break that sinkhole and you'll fall down man i'm scared for nate well nate be safe in florida nate we love you that was i remember talking to him about that and he's like nah i'm not worried (laughs) i don't think nate worries about anything well nate is (laughs) nate is a scientist of sorts so he bought me a pizza what yeah no way recently we're we're playing siege the other day and i'm like i'm hungry he's like get a pizza i'm like I'm poor. He's like, what's your address? I told <laughs> him. Oh and then a pizza showed up at my my house like 10 minutes later. I was like, Nate, you're the man. If you're listening, Dude, Nate is you're the, the man. Nate's awesome. Like, Ryan and I would hang out with him all the time and he'd do stuff like that. He'd be like, hey, come over. I bought pizza. <laughs> for real. Like, Money is like no, no like obstacle for him. He just does it. Well, then mm-hmm. donate to the the, <laughs> the rain fund. Jack, what's your address again? What? what? Is Nate on Discord? <laughs> <laughs> nope, not anymore. So, Oak Island Treasure Company is the next company to then come in. <laughs> I like how they just blatantly call it Treasure Company. Oak Island Treasure. They're like, yeah, they're, they're no longer hiding. Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> we're finding this. We want the world to know. Well, I mean, what would you rather invest in? The Oak Island Association or the Oak Island Treasure Company? That's like saying, the Space Force. hey, we're an association, <laughs> and then the other one's saying, hey, we're loaded with money. <laughs> so, we're loaded with money. We're literally, we're literally made of money. <laughs> our, 
Our total of money, our treasure is huge. It's going to be huge. So, Trader Company, Oak Island Trader Company. people, I bet. <laughs> I don't know how, but all hundred of our <laughs> listeners. Um, this new company, the Oak Island Treasure Company, they, we're now getting into a time period where people are using dynamite and it is being, it is very obtainable. <laughs> dynamite. Like, over, over the counter dynamite. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if you have <laughs> your, your teenage kid and you're on the farm and you're plowing a field <laughs> and you have to get this rock out. And so you say, hey, son, go down and get some dynamite. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Get me my dynamite, boy. <laughs> That's awesome. But this new company compiles as much information from the previous ones as they can. And their idea is that they need to do everything that they can to stop these flood drains, these flood tunnels from... What is his deal? I just think of these guys like... How are we going to stop this flood tunnel? Well, let's blow it up. <laughs> this is this is what every this is what every boy is thinking of. Like, there's a problem. Let's destroy it. I can just see the dads at the time. Dynamite is running rampant throughout society, and dads are just like, "Son, it's your twelfth birthday. You're going to become a man today. We're going to go out and light some dynamite." <laughs> so they have plans to blow up the flood tunnels. They drill five holes. Uh, in the beach of Smith's Cove, they stuff 150 pounds of dynamite Jeez. or black powder. Uh, depending on how you're looking at it, maybe it's too early for specifically dynamite, maybe it's black powder, but it's... Explosive material. Explosive <laughs> material. 150 pounds of dynamite? That's, that's like half of Ryan's mom. That's... Wow. wow. Ryan's mom is actually a really nice lady, <laughs> and she's very... In, in good shape. She's in good shape. Ryan's mom is nice. <laughs> I like how you I'll let her out of your mom joke and then immediately, like, back. <laughs> Never mind, I'm back sorry. Backtrack. Back well, I know your mom listens sometimes, so I can't. Your mom is a saint. That's true. So she I can't. Is. And Ryan's mom is also a saint, but I, I know don't, she'll I don't never know if listen to this. So. <laughs> I don't know if she knows exactly what a podcast is. <laughs> mama, is that you... something on a, one of them? iPod dillies? One of them videotronic phone <laughs> devices? On the Nintendo? Does your mom know what the internet is, right? <laughs> on a Sony? Anyway. So, <laughs> we'll wrap up this episode here quickly. So, they throw down a bunch of explosive. Try blowing it up. They see bubbling in the... Uh, in that... The sink sinkhole... Where there's all this water, they see bubbling come up mm-hmm. from there, and they also see water bubbling up in the money pit. So they're thinking, okay, here it is. We we, we found something. Closed it off, and so now we can start pumping out the water. Well, as they're doing, uh, as they're in this process of doing this work, is where the, you have the second death of someone on the island. Oh no! <clears throat> oh, no. So this second death is. Maynard Kaiser. Kaiser. Pretty sweet name, Kaiser. actually. Maynard. They call him Maynard. May. I don't know. Or don't Nard. Know. Nerd. <laughs> hey, nerd. So, Maynard, as he's coming up one of the shafts, um, they're using a pulley system to bring him up or material up, but he is 
coming up the shaft with this pulley system and the pulley system fails and so he falls down to his death with all the debris Oof. so maynard kaiser is the second person to die <clears throat> so um people are i'm not exactly sure when the the legend that seven must die before the island reveals its treasure i'm not exactly sure when that pops up came about kind of thing um I think it could have been around the 1860s time when the stone was in the bookstore. It seems like a nice catchy yeah, clickbait kind of a thing. Right. Like, oh, hey, what's this? 1860s clickbait. That's right. <laughs> People are going to die. Window bait. So uh, it could be maybe around that time. Um but the the people working on the site are definitely concerned about death. Now you've had two people die. So they're trying to be more careful, but they get the workers going again and start drilling and trying to, to take these samples of the ground before they start sending people down there. Mm-hmm. So at the 153-foot level, they drill into seven inches of cement followed by five inches of oak, followed by loose metal, then wood again, then cement, then impenetrable iron. Impenetrable iron. Impenetrable. Wow. Not even Superman can get through this. What about dynamite? (laughs) (laughs) So get the dynamite. So they think that this is a treasure chest that that they're getting into. Um... And as they pull up those drill samples, they find a small piece of parchment that has written on it V-I, as in Victor Igloo. Not that Victor Igloo means anything, but oh, he is meant, Victor. I like that meant. Victor Igloo was this guy. <laughs> uh, so the letters V and I. Okay. So... They find this parchment. They don't know what's down there, but they think there's got to be some documents then in this in this treasure chest and so it's just again one of those things that keeps them going digging it's just that little bit that just keep it's like when you're on the internet and you're on a website and then this thing comes up hey this new law in your specific area (laughs) has has people mad and upset because they're getting pulled over and then you're like what is this new law and then it's this really long story that at the end of that story or that paragraph, before you click next and go to the next page, I hate those. It things. leaves that little hanger. Yeah. That, oh, I just gotta see what that thing okay, is. Maybe on the next page. Then the oh, next page oh, says, the next uh, "says Logan Law can get you car insurance for fifty cents a month." How's that possible? Click. Yep. And I see those all the time. Keeps yeah. going, and it just keeps you clicking. The island is a giant clickbait. <laughs> for these it. people <laughs> I love it so they they find this parchment so in 1898 they decide that they need to figure out where this water is coming from so they have a really good idea to put a coloring or dye down ah, the money pit I was really hoping you'd say dynamite <laughs> coloring and dynamite <laughs> yes so they want to find where these flood tunnels are coming That's from. That's a good idea, yeah. So here's where it gets inter- interesting again. All right. They put the dye down. Right. They find the dye coming out in Smith's Cove. Makes sense. They kind of expect that. But then they also find dye coming out on the south side of the island. 
Hmm. And potentially also on a third part that's <laughs> northwest or north of the island, depending on where you're reading these from. But for sure on the two, Smith's Cove and on the south side of the island. Hmm. Smith's Cove and New Smith's Cove. Yes. Isn't it south Shore Cove? South Shore. Yeah, I don't know why Google has South Shore labeled as Smith's Cove. I'm not sure. Eh, who knows? But according to all the records, Smith's Cove is to the east. So they found the die. Found the die. Uh, so they're thinking, okay, there's more than one tunnel. We got to find the other tunnel, and we got to plug all these up. So um, there is at this time someone named G. D. Mosher that declares in. Um, this is this is again kind of one of the things that keeps people interested in what's going on. So G.D. Mosher declares in a Halifax newspaper in 1925 that his grandma, Lucy Vaughn, um, who was a relative to the original Anthony Vaughn, one of the three... The three kids. Kids that, that found the... Started this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. That first clicked on that clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Mosher declares that his grandmother, Lucy Vaughn, showed him a wooden trunk containing 25 canvas bags of gold. Wow. His uncle Edward, Edward Vaughn, stole the trunk, leaving the family destitute, and took off with the, with the treasure. So it could be that this was just playing into the legend. Maybe it didn't happen, but this is... So is what you're saying is they actually did find the treasure? So that's already? one of the thoughts is that the early, those that were there early found it and then kept it to themselves. Right. And But then people kept digging. But then this is where it doesn't make sense that these original people that were there, they didn't get down to the depth oh, that they're getting yeah, to that, now. So, well, But there's, we they're still of. finding stuff that's down really low. That's fair. So maybe there was other treasures in this, and they found one of them. I don't know. Hmm. But supposedly one of them already took off with the treasure, and there's a lot of people that think whatever was there is gone. Dang Edward. Or whatever his name was. Uncle Ed. Uncle Ed. <laughs> Classic Uncle, Uncle Eddie. Ed. <laughs> Everyone's got that Uncle Eddie. So um, then in 1909... There, this whole story is continuing to gather popularity. People are learning about it. Uh, in 1909, at 27 years old, Franklin Delano Roosevelt I know that joins guy. the dig. You know him personally? Yeah, I mean, we had a falling out, but... <laughs> I don't know if I want to know what happened. <laughs> he died. Oh, that's, I'm sorry. Some dynamite. <laughs> dynamite. So he joins the search, uh, and they're dynamiting around the money pit, trying to close off these other shafts, and also, in doing so, dynamite the <laughs> money pit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the money they don't they don't really ha like know exactly the where the money, money pit, pit is. is unknown now. Right. They've they've there's been so much destruction, it's hard to really know where the money pit is. So they 
this company starts drilling uh, at least 28 boreholes or these sample holes, trying to find out what's going on down below. So there's more drilling, more dynamiting. The whole place is, is chaos. But they do find, as they're going down, drilling these different areas, they find at 115 to 130 feet, they find uh, an axe, a pick, mm. and a miner's lamp with seal oil. Interesting. So, just finding more evidence that there's some something where people were something. doing something a long time ago, and trying to figure out what that is. So you keep thinking that because of how much time and how big this is, it must have been worth it. it must have been good. So, in 1935, Gilbert Hedden found a partial rock. That's in Judri's Cove. Partial rock? Partial rock. This goes back to the dynamiting. Uh, this rock had ro the Roman numeral 2 on it and the letters G-I-N and Jin. But they didn't know what was written on there because it's partial rock because they suspect that... They blew it up. They blew it up. Because again, <laughs> this is... There's farmers, there's this big rock in the way. And, I mean, this isn't uncommon. Even in Utah, where you have the roads, the Lost Roads Mines, I don't know if you've heard about that. I haven't. Oh, man, that, that's a whole episode. That's a good one, yeah. So, these gold and silver mines um, in Utah that they know where the mines are. Mm -hmm. And a guy goes in and he, there's this wooden... Um, gate that's blocking the mine. So he's like, hey, well, how are we going to get past this chained wooden gate? Let's blow it up. So he blows it up, caves in the mine. Seems like an inefficient way to get past wood. So, I mean, <laughs> dynamite was the destructive duct tape of its time. <laughs> like, it, it was used, like used for everything. Was not an uncommon use. No, not at all. So the they find this rock, but they suspect that it was blown up by those that were um, on the island earlier. Uh, 1955, George Green finds a 40-foot cavern that is 140 feet down. At this point, they're starting to hit bedrock. And so, I mean, who knows what's down below at that level? Is this, is this a natural cave? Is this a cavern that's man-made? Um, but they find this cavern... And they try flooding that cavern in order to bring up uh, whatever's down there. Okay. Because they, they they're not digging these massive shafts going down. They're just digging these boreholes. Mm -hmm. So they try flooding to bring up some kind of evidence. Um, but as they are putting water in there, the water is is dissipating and seeping out faster than what they can put down there. So it's the reverse of... So it's it's floods. draining faster than they can right. fill. Right. It, it's, and it's these weird things huh. that just don't make... It doesn't make sense. Everywhere mm. else is flooding, but now now they're having the problem of not being able to flood. Right. It's a, it's a very odd thing. So roughly around this time... Um, you have 
World War II and after World War II that's that's going on. So a lot of work isn't going on, and there's there's a period of time that there's just not as substantial of of discoveries. And I think that's where we're going to have to leave it on this episode. Indeed. This space we got here. This has been a long episode. Cliffhanger. Um, but <laughs> clearly something's going on here, and it's very interesting. Stay tuned next week to find out more. Next week. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> next what? You say next week, but... Uh, next week's spring break, dude. I got time. <laughs> you say that all the time. You said you had time yesterday, did you? No, I went on a wonderful date with my wife yesterday. Wow. Okay. That sounds that sounds terrible. <laughs> I hope you had a terrible time. Why? Because you don't have a woman? Shut up, Austin. You wish you could go on a wonderful date with a woman? Maybe. This is getting too personal. I don't like this. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, next episode we're going to talk about, uh, I guess, from World War II era to today. Yeah, the big things that they're continuing to discover, and they're trying to... So because of all of the dynamite and everything going on, they are trying to find the original money pit. And in trying to do so, they're also exploring more into Smith's Cove and finding some, else. some really interesting things. All right. Well, we will talk about all that and more in the next one, um, probably two weeks' time. And as always, what are you? Yes. Oh, thank you for tuning in. That was all I had. <laughs> you looked at me so weird, dude. Um, thank you for tuning in. We uh, appreciate you. We appreciate having Ryan on. Yep. Thanks, you're, Ryan. You're out of drink, Ryan. And I am out of drink, so it is time to go. And I will be back for another beverage. <laughs> yeah, we'll have, we'll have another beverage more, next time. More thermogenic fuel. So, yeah. Um, thanks again. Share with your friends. Let us know about your experiences. We'll get back onto the normal stuff after this segment three-part segment but uh please don't send us hate mail <laughs> on facebook or anywhere send whatever you want i guess <laughs> it's a free country. i mean we can take it yeah send it but also send us some love mail too yeah yeah like, i love some love mm, mail especially uh shout world. out to uh brad he sends us love right mail all the time is a legend. and shout out to chris as mm-hmm. well for also uh, sharing his, our podcast with everyone and just being a legend. We're going to have to get him on as well. And Darren. For and Darren. Shouting us out. He's got the uh, beard oils we shouted out. Jerboid's beard products. I'm actually, yeah, I use them every day. Go check that out. Um, but yeah, thanks again. And uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Did good you, night. Did you want to say bye? Right, no. <laughs> That's good enough for me. <laughs>